Hi, this is the Care to Change podcast. We appreciate you choosing to join us. Today's episode will be a conversation between April and our counselor, Seth Baker, as we begin our new series on Men Matter Too with mental health. They will be discussing when you think he needs help, but you're not sure what to do. We're glad you're a part of this conversation, as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux. I'm so glad that you have chosen to spend this time with us today. It is June, and we are entering into a new series. As many of you know, June is the month that we celebrate Father's Day. And regardless of what our relationships may or may not be with our fathers, we've decided to devote this month really to men and what we can do to help men to be a resource for men, to strengthen men in the roles that they have. And so we're kicking off this month with the topic of what to do when you think he needs help and you're not sure what to do. So um, we're glad that you're here today. And we have a guest with us who I love when he joins us, Seth Baker, one of our counselors here. Seth, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It makes so much sense to have a man speak on the topic of what to do, how to help your man when he doesn't think he wants it or needs it. So this is kind of a little bit of Pandora's box because there's so many different scenarios we were talking about before we started recording. So let's just dive right in. All right. Yeah, sounds good. That's what, you know, thinking about this, there are just so many different you know, facets that could go, go into this conversation. Um, you know, we all respond differently in different situations and yeah. So, so there can be a lot of, I'm not sure what your scenario is listening or if this is something that you're interested in. And so want to be careful to, to not give too many blanket statements on, on certain things, but also just give really practical hit tips and tools to, uh, that you can apply in your situation too. Yeah, that's great. We know it's not if, it's when we need to come alongside the men in our lives. Um, We're created for connection. And uh, as humans, we all struggle at some point and in some way that's just, there's no one that's going to get through life unscathed uh, Mm -hmm. at what life brings. So what do we do when we want to help our men and we're not sure what to do? Yeah, you know, I think one of the most important steps that we can take, and and it might sound really, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, of course, but, you know, just just being able to talk about it. And that can be hard for men anyways, just even talking about it. Um, But I think that it is so important and just even, you know, communication and relationships is such a vital part of knowing what's going on and hearing where other people are coming from and giving that space to to be open to say, hey, I am struggling with something. I do need help or, um, you know, just having the support that we need as well. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you talk about it? How do you bridge this topic? Can you give us some hints on you say communicate about it? Yeah. And so that's that's another uh, aspect too. you know, just the um, sensitivity in communication mm-hmm. uh, can you know, especially if there's concern or, or wondering if there's a concern, how, how do you broach the topic? How do you bring it up? Uh, we tend to uh, naturally be defensive if something is like, hey, are, are you doing okay? Are you, you know, is there something 
going on. I don't think just men. I think everyone can have a defensive front being put on. And, and really, I think one aspect of communication is sharing what you're seeing or, or what you're perceiving. Um, you know, even just saying, you know, like, you know, I, I've been concerned about something or, or I, I feel like something, you know, there's either a difference in our relationship or how, how we're able to talk or um, something. I'm just wondering if everything's okay and just kind of opening up the door to, to have uh, more conversation. I think uh, communication on both parties, it can require some humility and uh, vulnerability. Yes. And uh, it can require grace um, for the ways that we don't communicate well. And then it also requires listening on both sides. I think communication is, is a two-way street. So for, for men, even just having a humble heart, if something's coming up to be like, okay, let me, let me actually think about this. Let me, let me be cooperative in this. Is there something going on? And, and expressing that honestly, because it could be just something that could be discussed, or maybe there's something deeper that needs more help with too. I, I, to sort of set the stage, I'm, what I'm hearing in this is having the conversation out of a place of humility and love and care yes. for the person, not out of wanting to change or manipulate the person. So it's yes. coming in the best interest of the relationship out of care and love for the other person. So starting with the proper tone. Yes, absolutely. And and I think, you know, we all like different levels of confrontation too. Yes. Some people will avoid confrontation at all costs and other people embrace confrontation. And so it, it could be not talked about and it's something that needs to be brought up or it could be talked about a lot and maybe there needs to be a, a different angle of approaching the conversation to to get more traction. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's I've I've heard once unwanted advice or counsel can be taken as criticism or critique. And so um, are they asking for that? And if they're not, know that, like you said, the natural um, response might be defensiveness. So a different angle might be um, necessary. And, um, you know, women who are listening, I, I want to point this out. And there's a time and place and space to have a conversation about wanting your spouse to get help or have help of some sort. And if your spouse, if your husband, partner, whatever, if, if he is tired, hungry, stressed after a long day, if he's not a night person and it's evening time, he's probably not at his best, which means that's probably not the time. If it's in the car on the way to church and the kids are in the back, that's probably not the place, right? And so if you want to have the message received, setting um, the stage for success is important. So what I would say to, to the ladies listening is to be mindful of, is he at his best place to hear, right? Or to create the space where he can. So not when he's tired, not when he's hungry, not when he's stressed, not when he's in a hurry. Um, and to make sure that the conversation is, like you said, Seth, done in humility out of care for the relationship and him versus you're just tired of this and he just needs to change. And if he just get the help, et cetera, et cetera, because that's not going to be met with yeah. open arms and, oh, okay, sure, I'll go get help because you've said it and really could backfire. 
Yeah, absolutely. Even thinking about just that timing of it, being intentional about finding that、mm-hmm. good time, because otherwise, I think it could come out at the wrong time when you've had enough, right? And then it's more of a reactionary response, and it、mm-hmm. it's might just cause more defensiveness. And and like you, the, the point you made is just. Having that conversation when both of you are at your best, right, right, not just for him but for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I know when my husband and I we have our best conversations that require confrontation when we're prepared for it. You know, and nobody want nobody, not too many people, I should say, are super eager to say, "Oh, good, I get to go confront this person <laughs> about something that isn't great." Like、mm-hmm. we don't willingly, happily want to enter into that conversation. So. Whatever can be done to prepare for success, it, it doesn't mean that it will automatically end that、mm-hmm. way. But if it's done in the proper way, there's a higher chance that it'll be received from the person on the other end. So that's great. So communication to talk about it to set that stage. What else? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a second thing that is, you know, probably most important in everything that we do is that、uh, the posture of prayer. Over it, and you know, if you believe in Jesus, believe in the work He's done on the cross to, you know, offer you a relationship with Him, then He is just our life source, the the one that we can communicate、uh, with everything at all times, and and who's always there with us,、um, praying for your loved one who you're concerned for and who is hurting or might be hurting, and、uh, praying over that. Sometimes you know, with prayer, it can feel futile. Sometimes that this isn't working. You know, God's not doing anything. But it's amazing what God does through prayer and through persistent prayer.、Um, and I think just in in Scripture and, and through relationship with God and reading the Word of God, it gives us so many tools and and how we can support each other, how you can support your man,、uh, how you can be there and、um, uh, and be loving to him and and、uh, to help him in that. And it's also at the end of the day, Jesus is the one who can do the work. And if there is resistance,、um, He is the one who can soften the heart to help Him realize, hey, you know what? Maybe I do need help. Maybe this is an issue, and maybe I do need to work on this. Right. It's like I hear myself say, you know, I'm not my husband's Holy Spirit. Right.、Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I can set the tone, I can have the conversation, but at At the end of the day,、um, if it's a heart change or something that really requires effort,、um, not just "Hey, would you help around the house?" but something that really、uh, requires effort, you know, change isn't doesn't come easy. We've done a whole series on change, you know, earlier, and so、um, it takes really being aware and and going to bat for your husband through p- prayer can not only settle a wife's heart,、mm-hmm. right, but can、um, also give our own, you know, g- give us counsel for when the time and place. And you know, when you're saying this, we're talking about communication. We're talking about prayer. An example that I think of、uh, is Esther,、hmm. right? So Esther had to confront、hmm. something that was being done, and in this case, she needed help. She wasn't going. To him to say you need to get help, but essentially she had to confront、mm-hmm. um, this person who's powerful and has influence, and really went first to prayer、mm-hmm. and waited for the proper timing. She had a, you know, she planned it out. She planned the stage right and went to the place, and then felt in her spirit this isn't the right time,、mm-hmm. and so waited and was patient. So I think、um, what what I'm hearing, and again, the message to the women, you know. 
um, create the space, but, but go in prayed up, you know, like go in and say, God, search my heart. Um, am I in the right space? Is this a message you're asking me to give? Is this a message that someone else could give to him? Am I the one that's the best person? Cause maybe I'm not, you know, so to really listen and say, um, Lord, I want, I'm going to give this situation to you. Give me the words to say, ultimately you work on his heart change my heart to match mm-hmm. yours if it's something that I need to change, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're often so quick to say, this is what you need to change, right? When maybe it's it's because of whatever it is that we need to change. And I'm not talking about, you know, addictions, affair. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about other things because change is not necessary. Well, I love that too, you know, one in the story of Esther, you know, she also told all of the Jews to be praying and fasting because it wasn't just her. It was the whole Jewish people that were were in trouble and in danger and just having that support and the being prayed up and, and fasted. And also that you mentioned the humility, right? Sometimes what we want to bring and mm-hmm. what is the fire in our heart of what we want to communicate as we filter that through what, you know, in humble hands, all right, God, what do you want? me to communicate right. all of a sudden things start getting getting cut right. away <laughs> like, like maybe it's not wait, maybe it's not for me to say maybe yeah but then what you do say if you walk in obedience with that can can be so much more effective mm-hmm. and so much more profound and just that listening to the lord and relationship with him too i love that yeah yeah it's i i do you know being married you know almost 24 years and in the relationship 25 it's you know, I've done it the right way where I've waited and I've prayed and set the stage and didn't get the response that I wanted. I've also done it the really, really wrong way. Mm. At least when I do it the right way, I feel like I've done what I can do. And I think this leads you kind of maybe to what your third point is. So yeah. you, you communicate, you pray about it, but what else? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's, you know, leading into the point, it gets so hard. Relationships get so hard because, you know, you can only do so much. There are mm-hmm. two people, there are two imperfect people, there are two people with their own struggles and hardships and, and baggage and, and wounds and yes. stuff. But, uh, you know, one party can only do so much. Right. And I think that's our the third point there is, you know, w- knowing what you're able to control and, and what you're not able to control. Um, and that's really, really hard. De- definitely. Um, because we want to be yes. able to control we wish we could and yes and especially when you're so close to someone and love them so much and you know you do everything right but they're not responsive mm-hmm. that's really really difficult yes but there's also i think a um a peace that can be found in that especially you know through relationship with god again that thought that he is the one who can do the work mm-hmm. it's like i'm going to be faithful with what what i'm asked to give and I can trust in in the Lord for the rest and can be persistent. I can still be listening. I can Mm -hmm. still be doing what I need to do. I can seek even wisdom or guidance from, from trusted friends or pastors or, you know, church leaders, depending, you know, like what the issue is at at hand or, or whatever. But, but the sense of, okay, am I going to do what the Lord is asking of me? And then I'm, I'm going to trust him with what I can't control. Right. To, to just give that back to him and that letting go uh, is, some of the hardest work to do, you know, to say, I'm just going to know that I've done what I can. um, And that sometimes might require setting of a boundary, you know, whether it's an emotional boundary or a physical boundary, but, you know, I've communicated properly in a healthy way 
this is what needs to change. This is the impact it has on me. This is why it's important relationally for it to change. I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed. If there isn't the change that's needed setting, and that's where it gets sort of difficult. And Mm -hmm. um, I can, you know, without going into a lot of detail, I can remember early in my marriage having this conversation and of course, starting it off completely wrong, like, you know, and throwing the Bible and this what the Bible says and just really come at it the wrong way. And then um, tr- seeking a, you know, a trusted counselor who sort of straightened me out and said, <laughs> you're not walking in a spirit of humility. It doesn't matter if you're right, if you're walking with pride, right? So change your heart and then approach it differently. Okay, so I'll change my heart and went back and like, okay, let me talk to you from my heart instead of just saying this is what needs to change. And it still wasn't received being so upset and, but I'm doing it the right way. I don't understand why God's not working it out for me. And then praying about it and saying, okay, I'm going to give it, give it to God and give it to God. And it just wasn't changing and it wasn't changing. And then had to say, you know what, I've done what I can do. I've done all that I can do. And at this point, I just have to let it be. And for us in this situation, it wasn't a deal breaker mm-hmm. in the marriage. It wasn't a, a marriage breaker or anything yeah. like that. But it was something that was of value in our relationship. And it was literally three years um, went by. And when I wanted to bring it up or when I wanted to say, see, that's why, you know, I felt like the Holy Spirit sort of quieted me. No, that's not for you. And it took so much time. And then three years and me being quiet for at least one of those. I mean, quiet. And so anybody that knows me, <laughs> you know, right, like to, to, be, to be quiet about something. And then the Lord just worked it out. And um, the change was made. And it wasn't because I was angry and forced it. It wasn't because I was manipulative and required it. It wasn't because I was giving an ultimatum. It wasn't any of that. It came from the heart. And in the end, it meant so much more because it came from him and understanding where the impact and it was just the perfect way for it to happen and if it would have happened earlier you know it could have been just me getting my way and then that could create resentment and you know bitterness and then that's a whole different you know path and so i love that you're saying at some point you can only do what you can do you know and I think for the ladies who are listening, there are times when boundaries, hard boundaries need to be set. The example I gave wasn't, again, it wasn't a deal breaker, you know, um, which I know there's a lot of anguish out there and women are saying, why is my husband doing this? Why is he? And boundaries need to be set. And maybe it, it might need, there might need to be change, you know, on that part. And that's when it gets so difficult, yes. right? Because how do you know when it's time to make a change? And there might be times and those are sad, harm, like hurtful, mm-hmm. hurtful times. And there's so much pain. Yeah. I think that's why it's it's kind of hard to put blanket statements mm-hmm. over this topic because yes. there are, you know, there are things so that many. aren't deal breakers. But then there are things that it's like, this is not OK, <laughs> you right, know, like right. um, and there's like that's can't put up with, with right. that, you know, affairs or, you know, things right. like that. Right. Um, but I, I love that just that. We cannot find our full fulfillment in the relationship of another human being. Right. And that's, I mean, it's shown in, in just our, our broken and fallen nature. Yes. And I think the Lord has given us the gift of relationship with each other. But I love that your story too, because when you went to the Lord and gave that up to him, 
then he was always there in that whole process. Yes. It wasn't a quick fix. It wasn't, you know, things that happened right away, but then he worked it out. And I'm sure in your marriage, right, there's right. A growing closer together through right. that and more enjoyment of that relationship with each other too. And I just think that's such a neat picture of um, patience and long suffering and, and love and how, you know, the Lord just is there in it all. And he just, he's, he's an amazing God. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's in one of the resources that I know we're going to share. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in there, but if you would imagine drawing a picture of a, you know, a p- one person and you draw a circle around that one person, and then you draw another person, you draw a circle around that person. We have our own, you know, we call it garden or yard. Like this is my yard. I'm in this circle and my husband has this yard and this is his circle. And if I'm jumping over into his, then I'm trying to be savior, Hmm. you know, or manipulator or parent if you have to, you know, and I'm like, that's not what I want that requires change. I don't want him to feel parented or manipulated or like I'm his savior. And I don't want him to do that to me. And so we have our own garden to tend to. And then we create sort of a covenant garden around us. And so in the center of that is the Lord. And so we go to him, you know, and so I have to tend to my own and he tends to his own. And then together we go to the Lord and say, we're putting this guard around us. Um, But like you said, I'm not looking for the fulfillment of whatever it is that I'm needing in, in my husband. That's an unhealthy sort of enmeshed relationship. It's not going to lead to, to true fulfillment. And I think a lot of times in our, even Christian culture, we're taught, you know, like you light the unity candle and then you blow out your own. It's like the Lord never said blow out yourself and become this, you know, he wants two individual people and together there's more return, not two people who give up who they are and become one. And then, you know, and I know I'm, I'm going off a little bit of the topic, but you know, when we talk about change, sometimes we want to bring them into our yard so they would be more like us. Yes. Like, no, they have their own unique individuality, and that's the way God created them. So what can we do to, to nurture that and to encourage that in our men versus um, trying to get them to change and come and make their garden or their yard look more like ours? You know, we don't want them to do that to us. Why would, why would they want us to do that to them? And so this is such a good, and again, I love what you said, Seth, about there's so many different people listening to this. Mm -hmm. And so there are change, you know, like addictions and pornography and affairs and there, there, and I'm not just talking about affair, physical affairs with other people. I'm talking about affairs of the heart. So there Mm -hmm. are times and places when change is required Mm -hmm. and action is needed. Um, And so that's different. And so what I would say is if you're listening and that's you and you're saying, but but my husband's into pornography or he is, he's been having an affair. You, you still do these things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, still That's do these things. Wanted to give the things that mm-hmm. you can do in any situation, but mm-hmm. further but, response can be That's right. Different. You just know there's still that boundary. So what, what resource, I know I sort of alluded to one, but what are the resources we want to give them? Yeah, I know, you know, even as we were just talking about this before and that first, you know, point was just talking about it and Mm -hmm. communication and we're just looking you know focus on the family has so many resources on their website looking through you know marriages relationships communication techniques that could be a source where you could search a lot of topics around that and I mean a lot of other topics around families too you were talking about the the book the nine lies topic yes bob paul and gary smalley greg smalley one of the one of the smalleys yeah. <laughs> they both write on marriage so i get confused but 
nine lies. We'll put those, that link in the um, show notes too. Yeah, for sure. And then I know our, um, that the one party can do so much. You mentioned just at some point, if there's any boundaries that need to, to be brought up and, um, Henry cloud has the mm-hmm. a series of books on boundaries and he has one on marriage as well which could be a helpful resource. Absolutely. Well, Seth, as always, thank you for joining today. I know that we've sort of just barely talked about what do we do when our, our men, we see change and we don't know what to do. And, but, um, but I know that this is, you know, three talk about it, pray about it. And no, you can only do so much. These are great practical. Absolutely. And steps. If I could just give, you know, one more encouragement and that's the encouragement of finding community and, and support. Um, I know it can be easy to gossip or complain with friends, but who are people that you can share from your heart, you know, your concerns as well, who can give you godly advice, Mm -hmm. godly counsel, can be there for you too as you navigate those waters as well. I think that's just, we can feel so alone in, in certain situations like that but having a support system around us is important too. Thank you for saying that. Um, Last week, uh, Ethan was our guest and she spoke about when to see a therapist instead of talking to a friend and talked about the community and how connection is key. And in this process, connection is key. And, And for people who are listening who say, well, I am well connected. I have been praying. I've been talking about it. Um, this is when we know it's time to reach out. Right. And so you can call us. We'll connect you with someone that can walk this walk through this with you that's trained in in marriage and, and in relationships too so we know that sometimes friendships are good and sometimes uh, professionals are required so yeah. <laughs> uh, so definitely don't go it alone if you've already walked through these steps and you're feeling like oh, I've done these things and so we'll put these um, the focus on the family link and the nine lies book and the boundaries in marriage links in the show notes. And if you have questions or comments, definitely let us know, reach out to us in whatever way we can help. Thank you for allowing us to give you some practical solutions for positive change. I'm looking forward to uh, next week. You guys will love listening to Jared as he talks about obsessive working and mental health. So for those of you who have men or maybe the ladies who are listening who obsessively work, they just work, 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 you know, work can be an affair of the heart. So um, I want to encourage you to watch for that release as well. And uh, the next week we'll be talking about porn and mental health. And then the last week, uh, we'll talk again about how to help your man. So look forward to um, seeing you and you all take care until we see you again. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.